yo, 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 hey, yo, yo, I'm sorry, I had to, I had to give y'all that crime time intro, <laughs> shout out to crime time, but you know what time it is, baby, this is another episode of Wrestling with the Homies, I'm the homie Quan, and as always, I'm joined by my homie Sylvan, yeah, yeah, my homie Cooley, now, if this is your first time tuning in, make sure you subscribe to our channel and turn them notifications on because you don't want to miss when we got new episodes coming because you know we out here we out here to talk that talk fellas what's going on with y'all today man what's today friday yeah it's friday, friday. Feel good friday. i'm good man it's been a good week it's been a good week had a long Still vacation on orange yeah i got Still on this nickelodeon ass <laughs> nick tunes <laughs> shirt <laughs> so <it was> dressed like <laughs> bro i got this shirt like... from you Quan. i like went i, went I know i remember I that i remember that <laughs> People don't know. I, I I do my stylist thing too. Now I'm saying I, I record podcasts, I sell shoes, I style. I, I I got my hand in every pot, baby. The plug. I, I'm you know what I'm saying I'm the plug. Pull right up and got this shirt. I was like, man, I need something quick. Got to shoot tomorrow. <laughs> Procrastinating. So yeah, man. You know I, th- I thought I'd get a little color on me. You know, make the make the melanin pop a little bit more. Right, 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 right. Fellas, can I be honest about something? Spit your Let's game, man. Look, I know we all. <laughs> I hate to say this. I hate to say this, but I know we all came on here and we talked about how much we was tired of CM Punk and, you know, the nonsense. But I got to admit, I kind of miss CM Punk. Oh, you a sick. What? Sick man. <laughs> like you, you can't tell me that coming in here and screaming at CM Punk for an hour straight wasn't fun. Oh, that was like, come on now. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. I miss CM yeah. Punk. Yeah, good punk, Come back to us. Come back to us, Punk. He'll be back, Survivor Series. Come back where? Somewhere, anywhere. I just want to. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this because I sat here and said CM Punk needed to get fired, but like, I miss CM Punk. I miss the discourse. I miss him acting up backstage. I miss it all. You sick man. He'll be back. It's an abusive relationship. He'll be man, back. Man. I don't miss that at all. <laughs> Look, I don't. I'm, I'm I do sorry. want him back. I want him back. I want him back on. You know the. You know the. Two W's with the E, you know what I'm saying? But you know right. that's that's me though. That's my heart. Hey, we know who we know we know who going over to AEW. Y'all saw the pre-sale. Actually, did y'all? I was I meant to ask y'all that. Did y'all see the pre-sale code for Wrestle Dream AEW's next pay-per-view? Let me guess. Edge. The pre-sale was EDG ninety-five. Oh, oh god. <laughs> Okay. Jesus. All right. All right. Talk about hey. shameless, bro. Come Shame. on, we man. know where it's going. We know what's happening. We know what's happening. Hey, Edge hey, popping but, up tomorrow. Yo, but I will say that Wrestle Dream theme is incredible. Oh mm. my god, bro! It's like old school vibes. It's good. It's very good. What? It's very good. It's very good. It's very it good. It's, it's very good. Okay. It's very solid. They're they're doing something that you know they always do, which is live in the past. You know they're basically oh, WCW here we 2.0 go, here we go, at this here point. We go. You know, sign another old talent. You know, send them off right. See how it goes. You know, that's just me though. That's I you hate. know that's hate. That's I'm hating. I'm hating. I'm hating. I'm hating. Shout out <laughs> to you, Edge. Going uh, shout out going to Edge. finish your he's career over there, man. He's definitely popping up Sunday though. Definitely, bro. That makes so much sense, man. But, him and Christian and him and the Hardys. Them and the Hardys like. Yeah, why not? Right. I we'll we'll get into all that later. We'll get into all that later. Now, fellas, I know y'all been seeing the rumors. These house shows, Cody Rose has been being attacked by Omas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Now, usually the things that happen on house shows is a good indication of the direction we're going in on TV. So it's looking like Omos and Cody might be the next feud. And of course, the Internet is doing what they do. The IWC is screaming about it. They're saying Cody made the wrong decision. He should have never came back to WWE. Fellas, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Can Damn, I can I go just... on one of my Kevin Durant's? I like to call him my Kevin Durant's. Can I go on one? Yeah, I got a lot to say about the IWC. I got a problem with the Get IWC. Your... Get your rocks off. So look, let's back it up. Let's back it up to a couple weeks ago. I came on this podcast and you know we were having a very nuanced conversation about what a star was. Y'all remember that? Yep. We we're talking yep. about stars, and in that conversation, I mentioned that you know people don't pay to see Gunther. Now, if you caught that clip, because that clip did its rounds on the internet, if you caught that clip, it was a part of a very nuanced conversation, but if you caught that clip without context, it might have just seemed like I was, you know, trashing Gunther for no reason. So let me give y'all a little bit of context. Gunther is incredible. Gunther is one of the best wrestlers in the WWE. I would even argue that Gunther is one of the best wrestlers in the entire industry. He doesn't have a flaw. He has a look. He can talk. And most importantly, he can wrestle. He can wrestle his ass off. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. But people aren't paying to see Gunther. And when I say people, I don't mean you and your three homies. I mean, in large, people aren't flying halfway across the world, paying for hotel rooms, paying for travel, Uber to the show, paying for dinner, paying, paying for trips to watch Gunther. It's just not happening. And we know it's not happening because when I look at the stats, it's not adding up. I go to WWE.com. I look at those top five, top 10, top 15 T-shirts. I don't see Gunther's name. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I did the math. I looked, the, I looked Gunther up on WWE.com. You know where his shirt ranks? 75. There's 46 others in front of him. Gunther ranks number 47 as far as the best-selling merch in WWE. His segments aren't the most watched on any show ever, but... We know who the actual stars are. We know who the stars are because we see it. We see house shows struggling to do three, 4,000, and then Cody Rhodes gets announced for a main event, and the show sells out. We see that. We see SmackDown ratings starting to fall, and then Roman Reigns gets announced, and the show is up 60% the next week. We see it. Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, these are the real stars. Gunther's not a star. He's just the guy that wrestles really good. The fact that that's a controversial statement to make is my problem with the IWC. The IWC lacks basic common sense. The internet wrestling community is clueless. Yeah, I said it. The internet wrestling community is clueless. If the IWC had things the way they wanted them, Roman Reigns would have been fired 10 years ago. The biggest star in wrestling today, he wouldn't even have a job if the IWC was in charge. He would be working at Islands making tribal chief burgers. If the IWC was in charge, Johnny Gargano would have both world titles and he would be defending them in the main event of WrestleMania against Chad Gable. The IWC opinions are so off base that if it was popular opinion in the IWC that the sky was blue, I would have to go outside and check because I, I, I wouldn't believe it. Maybe the sky is green. My biggest problem with the IWC is that they don't understand what they are. You're the minority. You're a minority in an already niche fan base, and your opinions rarely align with the opinions of the real world. Now, I know you're probably saying to yourself, 
Every wrestling fan has the internet. It's 2023. Aren't we all a part of the IWC? No. 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 Most wrestling fans watch wrestling and move on when the show ends. They don't interact with wrestling on message boards. They're not on Twitter arguing with people. They're not a part of the IWC. They're just wrestling fans. We are the 1%. And I know you're also asking yourself, aren't you three a part of the IWC? Yes. Yes, you are absolutely 1,000% correct. Me, my brothers Cooley, my brother Sylvan, we are all a part of the IWC. But the difference is we realize it. We understand that we're a part of the 1%. We understand that the stuff that we fantasize should happen doesn't always align with what actually is going to happen, and we're okay with that. We're going to come on here and give you our commentary about it. We're going to laugh and joke, but at the end of the day, we understand that WWE is never going to cater to the 1%. That wouldn't even make sense from a business standpoint. To cater to 1%? Why would they cater to me? If I was to take over WWE creative, WWE would be off air tomorrow. Because I'm, I, I would be terrible. I would book all my favorites to win world titles. The ratings would tank. WWE would be off TV. Because you know how many successful billion-dollar companies I've ran? The same amount as you. Zero. And I say all that to circle it back to this. Yeah, Cody Rhodes is probably about to feud with Omos. <laughs> it's not what I want to see. It's definitely not what my brother Cooley wants to see. And I'm willing to bet my life that it's not what my brother Sylvan wants to see at all. But we know what's going to happen. Cody Rhodes is going to be down for a second. He's going to get his come up. He's going to overcome the odds. He's going to win. And then Omos is going to be off TV for four more months. And we're going to forget about it. We're not going to remember this happened. But at the end of the day, Cody Rhodes is one of the biggest stars in wrestling today. He's a mega star. Cody Rhodes has made it to the echelon of superstars that most wrestlers pray that they ever get to. So to claim, to sit here and claim that Cody Rhodes somehow made the wrong decision when he returned to WWE because he has to feud with Omos is the most misinformed opinion I've ever read on this internet. But that's just me. Any of you fellas care to react? <laughs> what you got, Southern, man? I know you got some. I mean, you're not wrong, Quan. You know how I feel about the IWC. IWC is definitely part of the 1% of wrestling fans. And even I have to remind myself that. My perspective and how I feel about wrestling is very niche. It's based upon how I interact with this product that I love so much. But I am part of the 1%. I stalk news outlets. I look at current events. I want to know what's going on beyond the TV show. But most people are watching this television show and moving on with their everyday lives. So I'm definitely not, I'm definitely not against what you're saying, Quan, whatsoever. Uh, I 100% agree with you. As far as this Omos and Cody Rhodes thing goes... I think there's a larger issue here. You know what I mean? And... <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a larger issue. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Tell me. What, what's that larger issue? I think there's a larger issue here. The larger issue is that there's really no plans for Cody Rhodes. And there hasn't yeah. been plans for Cody Rhodes since he lost Brock since he beat Brock Lesnar, bro. Since he beat Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes has just been doing side missions. He's just been inter interweaved in storylines that kind of include him, but not really, but kind of allude to maybe making sense in the future. And the second largest issue is that 
Omos, we have no plans for him either. He's just a big draw, and he looks compelling. And when the time arises for him to be in a in a prominent position, he's there. But there's no plans. They don't know how to book this big guy. This is actually, I'm I would go down to say that Omos is probably the worst booked big guy in WWE oh, history. In history. In history. In history. So that's my two cents. I this mean, a- am, am I gonna watch it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, of course I am. I mean, I guess. I <laughs> But I, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I don't. This get is it. a this is a seven foot man with charisma <laughs> out of this world, and they have no idea what to do with him. This is insane. Cooley, tell me, you know, is you Omos who, versus you know, Cody something you want to see? Uh, definitely not. You know who Cody Rose is right now, man. He's the Nate Robinson of the NBA right now, man. You know That's how Nate Robinson well, is. What Nate Robinson? Hey, hey excuse hey, me. Hey. Let, let me let me let me finish. <laughs> let not me that land, skill. Let I'm, me not ta- I'm not talking about skin. Skill, I mean, I'm talking about like Nate going to each different team. They don't know where to put him. They don't know where to put him. He never had a home. He never wow. had a home. They don't know where to put Cody at right now, man. And it's 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 kind of nasty work right now. Obviously, we don't want him <laughs> to go up against Seth. I mean, that's not his goal. He wants the big, you know, the big universal or whatever with Roman, okay. but that's just not in the cards right now. And Can we just that- be honest that there isn't anybody other than Roman? Like I said last podcast, there's <sighs> nobody else. There's Shinsuke Nakamura, there's uh, Seth Rollins. There's a lot of people that... He already faced Seth beat. Rollins. There's the... Nah, Seth, it, it, ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't Seth no more, bro. That's over Okay, with. so this is, this is what you guys are missing. This is what you guys are missing. WWE is very clearly... Setting up war games. If you don't see that, then you're just not paying attention. I forgot. They're setting up war up. games between Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and <laughs> who's the other guy? Who, who's even else? Who else is even involved in this? Is it Jay? Right, feels like a raw good. match. That feels like every raw for the past three months. Jay, the so? problem is, it is. It has been a raw match for every single raw. <laughs> That is the problem. But they're clearly setting up war games between Team Cody versus the Judgment Day. And this Omas side mission is just a side mission for the Crown Jewel show. Y'all know how the Saudi Arabia show goes. Come on, man. Y'all know this. The Saudi Arabia, they want to see Cody Rose overcome the odds against this giant man. And they're going to get it. It's going to be a five-minute match. We're going to complain about it on Twitter. And then we're going to forget about it. Like always. So I wouldn't say WWE has no plans for Cody. They're just they're just spinning the wheels until it's time to ramp up. Let's be honest. So does I don't know, mean man. That... There's, a, there's a lot of time between now and WrestleMania. I don't know what he's going to do for the next eight months. We'll figure it out. But I do want to say, even though I, well, I went on my, my Kevin Durant, as Cooley likes to call it, I don't want to direct that towards the entire IWC because there is a, a, a big portion of the IWC who does have common sense. And, you know, we can decipher the things we want versus what probably <laughs> makes more sense to the rest of the world. So they do exist out there. We're, 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 we're proof that they do. But the loud majority in the IWC, they got to stop. They got to stop. You, you make this wrestling experience so toxic. And it doesn't have to be that. This is a 
this is a, a fantasy. This is a, a this is a children's show. At the end of the day, that we just all love so much that we we gather and talk about all day. But at the end of the day, realize what this is. This is a production. It's entertainment. It's for your entertainment. And the minute that stops being entertaining, it's probably time to turn the channel and find something else to do. Are the large <laughs> are the large majority of IWC fans AEW purists? Oh, that's a good question. Now, now we now we talking because it seems like every time we every time we start talking about the IWC or we mention the IWC, and it has to deal with a wrestler like Cody Rhodes who came from AEW, who is clearly raised his profile since returning back to WWE. Clearly, as soon as he's doing something that isn't IWC friendly. It's oh his career is over. Oh, look at what happens when you go to the other company. You know, I don't see I mean, and this is just me. I'm not I don't I'm not claiming to say that this is a truth, but I'm saying I don't see a lot of people who are like I don't see a lot of IWC fans that lean more towards WWE that are talking about what Soraya is doing right now or are talking about what Ruby Soho is doing or what or what Keith Lee is doing over at AEW. Is that a thing? So that's absolutely a thing. And I think it's by design. AEW is a lot different from WWE. AEW caters to that 1%. I always say it. AEW's cr- crowds are a lot louder than WWE's crowds as far as like noise and participation. And that's specifically because everyone who pays to go to an AEW show, they know exactly what they're getting. They, they're, they tapped in. They watch everything that AEW puts out. They watch the indies. They know who these guys are. So they're going to be loud and, and energetic the entire night. WWE shows are a lot different. WWE shows are a mixed bag. You might have your hardcore fans like us who pay attention and know what's going on, but you also might have a woman and guy there that's just on a date night. It was something to do. You might have a family with their kids there, and the kids watch every night, but the, the, the mom and father, they, they have no idea who any of these people are or what's going on. They just wanted to treat their kids to a fun night. So WWE shows are very different from AEW shows and WWE fans are a lot different from AEW fans. And that's why when it comes to the IWC and their very niche opinions, it's usually the AEW side of that fan base because the company they love caters to them. And WWE is never going to cater to the 1%. It's just not. It wouldn't make sense from a business standpoint to cater to the 1%. They're trying to be global. They are global, not trying to be. They are global. They just merged with the UFC. This is a global company. They're never yeah. going to cater to what you and I want. They might dabble in it. They might give us something every now and then. But at the end of the day, <laughs> the, the audience scope is so much further than you and I, if that makes sense. It's, 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 a, it's a billion people out there. They're not going to cater to me. It's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. We're going to get Omos <laughs> versus Cody, and it's going to be terrible. But I mean, you know, I mean, it is what it is, man. You know, Stone Cold versus Scott Hall at WrestleMania wasn't great. It wasn't incredible, right. but right, he's still Stone Cold, still Scott Hall. Like it, you know what I mean? Well, I don't know. You know, it wasn't he wasn't the Scott Hall at that time? Nah, he but, wasn't. Yeah, that was that was Scott Alcohol. If yeah, you know that yeah. was. <laughs> Shout out to Scott. Yeah, rest in peace. passed a couple yeah, years, right? Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah rest in peace. Legends. Legend, yeah, that guy. But it wasn't the same. We get those all the time. We get matches with big guys that do terrible, terrible matches and just keep it pushing. And 
John Cena just... versus Great Khali. This bro. Is... Oh you my know? god. I mean, Great Khali versus That's... everybody. <laughs> I mean, let's just keep it a stack. <laughs> like that Punjabi prison match with the Undertaker. Oh my god, what Taker? Oh, that was terrible. Wow. terrible. That was terrible. But you know. But you know what? And my last point on this topic before we move on, mm-hmm. we forget. You we forget the feeling that we had when we were kids and we saw like the great Kali versus Undertaker. Or we yeah. saw like the big show versus anybody. Like looking back at it, it was terrible. <laughs> But as a kid, that was everything to you. Like visually seeing a seven foot six man versus John Cena, that was insane to us as kids. And we got to remember, yeah, we're adults now, so Omos versus Cody Rhodes is not appealing. Yeah. But to a seven year old, seeing Cody Rhodes overcome the seven foot four giant, that's everything to them. Don't forget that. Don't forget why you got into this. Because most of us started watching wrestling when we were children. We grew up with it and we matured with it. But at the end of the day, most of us got into this this sport, this form of entertainment when we were kids. Look, man. The Let first the kids res- have it too, man. The first wrestling event I ever saw was the Ministry of Darkness about to sacrifice Stephanie McMahon to Satan Ooh. on television, bro. Man. And I saw Stone Cold. That was Cold insane, Saber. bro. That was the first time I ever saw any type that of wrestling. That was insane. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but I need to be tuning into this. So you, you 100% right, Quan. I mean, right. And this match is going to tell us a lot about Cody, by the way, because um, Seth Rollins went in there with Omos, and he had a banger. Banger. So, Cody, if you can't have a banger with Omos, you know what I'm saying? We might have to have that conversation on this podcast. What, what, what's this Uh-oh. hate against, against Cody Rhodes, dog? Like, <laughs> I've done a, Juan, a, a 180 on Cody Rhodes. People don't understand. You really did. A year ago, I was the biggest Cody Rhodes stand. I damn near wanted to get a tattoo of the American flag on my neck. I was oh, yeah, tapped I in, but no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely joking. I would never get an American yeah, flag yeah, tattoo. Yeah. But nah, fast forward to today, and it's like Cody is, it's really just his fans. It's like, it's like Drake. It's like Drake. We love Drake. Drake is incredible. Actually, no, not Drake. J. Cole. J. Cole. It's like J. J. Cole. Cole. We love J. Cole. J. Cole got bars for days. We love J. Cole. But sometimes J. Cole says things that aren't that hot. And his fan base will hype it up like it's the greatest thing they ever heard. And that kind of makes you just like a little bit just kind of, you know, sour on J. Cole. That's, that's, that's Cody Rose to me, man. Resentment. Resentment. But we want to hear from y'all, man. Do y'all want to see Omos versus Cody Rhodes, or is the IWC right? And Cody Rhodes made the wrong decision in signing with WWE. Should he have stayed in AEW so he can wrestle bangers with Vikingo and, and Commander? Let us know below. <laughs> Comment. <laughs> Tell us. Golly, there bro. Was, hey, there was so much, there was so much sarcasm. <laughs> Oh there was so God. much sarcasm in that statement. I, I'm sorry I did that. Shout out to AW. I'm an AW guy, man. Why am I doing that? I'm sorry. I don't I'm know, sorry. man. But let us know something. Let let me know if I sound crazy or if you agree. And Cody Rhodes is just, you know, this is just another one of those matches. And he'll be fine. Yo, look, man. I want to bring something up to y'all brothers real quick. What's up? So, as everybody knows, I am an artist. I'm a rapper. Incredible. Thank you so much. I've been so much. I have been a rapper for a very long time. I believe, once again, rap and wrestling are the exact same things, right? If you see my background, I got the IC championship right here, and I got the rap history book right to my left, because I believe they marry each other very, very, very much. 
and I wanted to bring something up. So, who are y'all favorite rappers? Who is like y'all favorite rappers that y'all love so much? Or you know what? Name one rapper that y'all really love that you feel like you know what he should have been a lot further. Like he had a moment. He seemed like he was Dang. gonna be that guy, and then it was oh. just like you know he he kind of maybe he maybe he didn't reach his full potential or her full potential, and the trajectory just switched up. Uh, maybe you know. I don't know, maybe the politics of the label happened or they just went independent or they just fell off, whatever it was. Who's that one rapper that you believed in? And it's just kind of like, ah, I don't oh, know. Oh, man, it's so many, which is crazy. It's so many, but it's I got to tell you. I'm going to go with Lil It's Bear. Mickey. My boy, Damn. Mickey Facts. Oh, that's my Mickey man. Shouts to Mickey. Shouts to Mickey. Shout that's to my Mickey man. Facts. He has man. one of the most incredible albums. If you've never heard Mickey Mouse, man, it's a work of art. It's a work of art. Damn. Yeah, I'm gonna you, go with Lupe, man. I'm gonna go with Lupe, man. I I love Lupe, bro. Like I loved him, and then I don't know what happened. It just I don't know. It just faded away. You know what, Cooley? I'm glad you said Lupe because I'm gonna go with Lupe too. In fact, Lupe is still in my top three. It's Jay Z, Nas, Lupe Fiasco. I believe Lupe Fiasco is quite possibly the best rapper in the entire world. I I truly believe in that, and. Lupe Fiasco is hugely successful. This guy has had platinum albums, platinum singles, toured around the world, still tours around the world, has had uh, major, major uh, success in the mainstream, was poised to be that that top, top, top guy. But somewhere around the, the Lasers era, things got a little bit lost in translation. At some point, we saw that the label was holding him back and his fans had to demand uh, some type of answers. It was a bunch of politics backstage, um, not backstage, uh, in, the, in the background. And Lupe expressed a lot of these sentiments post his career, right? Now he's mm-hmm. now he's more settled into his own routine. He's doing his own thing. Uh, he's still largely successful, still well-respected. But something in you just makes you feel like, damn, like what if such and such and such just went such and such and such? You know what I mean? Like, what if the cards were in his in his favor? You know, mm. same thing for a Mickey Facts. You know what I mean? Same thing for a lot of rappers. Quite honestly, you know, I look at guys like, man, I can look at like the Dom Kennedys. I can look at, I can look at the UNIs. I can look at Pac Div, Pac Divs, the Charles Hamiltons of the world, the Asher Roths. Like, there's so many rappers that are well respected and have high esteem from a critical standpoint but for one reason or another they just couldn't get to that mainstream level right or they or they Mm -hmm. did taste that mainstream level but just couldn't carry it all the way that brings me to my topic today as we all know last week we have seen a myriad of releases with the wwe you know post that endeavor deal and what we've been seeing with a lot of the wrestlers that are speaking their truth, or at least kind of alluding to what happened, is that there wasn't enough TV time. That they didn't get the right opportunities, right? That they just didn't get a chance to really show their potential. And that kind of mm-hmm. started, you know, it kind of started like twisting my terms. I mean, twisting my mind a little bit. What is the right opportunity for a wrestler? What is that considered? I look at wrestling as a whole, right? We're looking at wrestlers who come into the industry, start from the bottom, maybe do bingo halls, maybe get with uh, independent promotion for a little while, 
maybe escalate to an impact or maybe and then from there probably go to an AEW or just go straight to WWE because they have the right connections or maybe it's uh what's the word I'm looking for when your family is all in it and oh that nepotism nepotism there you go or maybe there's a little bit of nepotism shout you out never to Dominic know. Mysterio shout out to Dominic Mysterio shout out to Charlotte Flair you just never know how you're going to get to the top space right but at some point you get to the top space and you're at WWE, you're in NXT, or maybe you're on the main roster, and for some reason, you just don't get, or maybe you do get an opportunity or and to show what you're about, and it just doesn't pan out well. But what does that opportunity really look like? What is that defined as? Like, how do you even gauge what kind of opportunity you have? When I look at someone like Rick Boogs, who basically just didn't get any type of TV time, or I look at Hit Row, who had an ample amount of TV time at one point, but for some reason, it stopped and it just went away, right? Mm. What is a real opportunity for a wrestler to show their potential and what they can do? I bring it back to rap. In rap, if I or anybody else signs some type of contract, right? Go to a major label. You grind it. You got a little bit of buzz. Now you're signed to Def Jam Records. And... You got, a, you got a solid contract. You negotiate based off of who you are and what you want, right? You get your chances from the label. They put out a few singles. Let's say it doesn't do well, right? Now, you're shelved. You can't really drop any type of music. Now, as a rapper or as an artist, I can still display my talents on social media. Right. I can still mix rap tapes. on social media. I can do mixtapes. I can do shows. I can get out there and work. But as a wrestler, when you out there... And they say, nah, we ain't rocking with you. And you ain't on TV. That's it. You just want house shows, bro. And you're lucky if you even get the house shows. A lot of people just sitting and catering, just waiting to get something to do. And how does that even work? So I want to bring up the idea that should there be some type of wrestling performance quota that says we're going to give you X amount of weeks to get over that's that says if you don't get over in this time then we're going to bring you back here that says if you don't if we don't see promise with you in you in a x amount of time then we're going to bring you uh back to nxt or back to the performance center or to or should there be some type of list that says hey you are now on the possibly getting cut list because a lot of what i'm seeing or what i'm hearing from a lot of these wrestlers is the fact that there's a lot of unspoken truths or unspoken rules that are just like, well, he's not on TV. She's not on TV. They're in catering. Well, they're they're It looks like they maybe get, you know, the chopping block. And it's kind of unfair. It's a little unfair when you don't even get the opportunity to show your potential. And these guys are independent contractors. So they are negotiating right. their contracts. And there's a certain level of what they can and <clears throat> what they can and can't control. But at the end of the day, the powers that be are the powers that be. And if they don't believe you got it, then you want to chop and pop. Right. So I believe there should be some type of performance metric, mm-hmm. some type of quota. I think it would be good for wrestling. I think it'd be good for wrestling overall, just because it gives wrestlers some type of understanding of where they're at. Now, I don't know what the details of that looks like, but it's kind of tough, tough to just get signed. And then all of a sudden you just sitting on a chopping block, getting a paycheck and you didn't even get a real chance to be on TV and show what you could really do. That's my right. TED talk. I just want to open up the floor. I don't have any real answers, That's but tough. it's 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 a little bit I, personal to me as a as an artist. 
you know, to, to see my fellow wrestlers who didn't really get to show what they were really about go through what they have to go through and figure it out on their own. That's my I just, talk. I, I, I hear you. I just, like, it's tough, but it's like, if there's a quota, what was, how did you get signed in the first place? Like, what made right. them pick you to get signed if there isn't a quota? You know what I'm saying? So, I, I always it wanted to, to it has to be something because if we're just signing people just to fill up a roster, what was the reasoning of that? And if there was a quota for the list of what you got to do, what if most of them people can't do that? None of that stuff. And we got to cut the whole roster and then what? <laughs> right. So I, I feel like, like they the just have, yeah, I feel like they just have people on the roster just in case. Like, all right, it's your turn, bro. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? That's, I don't know. That's tough, man. Oof. Is it All good right. for wrestling morale, you know, to uh, go in okay. and not know what's so, going to happen? You know, I don't, I don't know. That's tough. Here's the thing. Yeah. What you're saying is definitely not wrong. Like, I hear you. I hear you on there should be, like, some type of criteria or some type of quota you should be available to, to meet before you get basically clipped and chopped off. But the thing is, I just don't know if that's realistic. I don't I don't really understand how to me I look at the rest I look at wrestling like the game of life. There's no such thing as equal opportunity despite the fact that we all be- want to believe and say that there's equal opportunity for everyone. That's not that's not that's not a real thing. It's it's imaginary. Some people are going to be afforded opportunity after opportunity mm-hmm. just because of where they come from and some people aren't going to be given those same opportunities. That's just that's just what it is. So when I look at wrestling I see some guys like, let's say, Roman Reigns. He's going to get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to sink or swim just specifically because WWE saw something in him. They liked the way he looked. They feel like he checked boxes that they were looking for. So regardless of whether people were getting behind him or not, he was just going to get every opportunity just for the simple fact that he looked, he looked the part. And then we got somebody like Dominic Mysterio who, in the beginning, he had nothing. There was nothing salvageable about Dominic Mysterio as a wrestler, but because his dad was Rey Mysterio, that nepotism was there. He he was going to be given opportunities until he was able to swim. And then we got a guy like L.A. Knight, who was giving very little opportunity, but the small opportunity that he was given, he hit the, he hit a home run. He hit the ball out the park, and because of that, his opportunity started to increase until the point where. Everybody got behind him, and now he's looking like he's on a rocket ship, rocket ship straight up to the top. And then you're going to have guys who have all the talent in the world, but they just don't get the opportunity to shine ever, and they're going to end up released. That's just mm. that's just life. Dolph, like, Dolph's over. Dolph, I'm saying, like, look at look at look at the NBA. Look at look at Michael Bridges. Right now, he's killing on the Nets. He's over yeah. here dropping thirty and forty points in games. Yeah. When he was in Phoenix. He didn't really have an opportunity to show that because he was playing behind Devin Booker. He was playing behind Chris Paul. He was playing behind DeAndre Ayton. So he didn't really have a chance to really show off what he can do like that. So we saw him putting up 12 a game, 15, 16 a game. But once he finally went somewhere else and got that opportunity to really have the ball and do what he could do, he's showing the world that, no, I'm actually a superstar. I'm not just a guy on a roster. I'm a guy that can make an all-star team. And I feel like it's a lot of wrestlers like that in WWE that just haven't really been given the ball. So my advice to them would to be from to get from underneath that WWE umbrella 
take the Cody Rhodes route, take the Drew McIntyre route, take the Bobby Lashley route, go somewhere else, shine, get over with the crowd. So by the time that you do come back to WWE, you don't have to have an opportunity because you are the opportunity. They see what you can do. The crowd is already behind you. So all they got to do is just plug you in and you can go. That's the best way because if you're just going to sit on the roster and hope that the opportunity comes, sometimes it might and sometimes it won't. You said it best, Sylvan. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's coming to save you. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, I feel you, and I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. But I do, I do wonder about the people like Aaliyah, right? Aaliyah, I, I could, I, I could name five matches. She's so I've cute, by the way. With... Aaliyah, shout out to you. You're <laughs> so cute. <laughs> you know Shoot my shot on this podcast. You know what I'm saying. You know, I can name maybe like four or five matches I've seen from Aaliyah realistically right. on, tele- on television, right? Uh, is that really enough of an opportunity to show what you can do? Now, for someone nah. like, like, not for like Hit Row, I can see like, okay, Hit Row, we've given y'all angles. We've given you guys positioning. We put y'all on TV for ample amount of time. We've given you guys a real, ch- a real shot. And now we're going to take away... Uh, now we're going to take away your leader, basically. We're going to take away Top Dollar. You know, and I see why Top Dollar was taken away for, you know, botches and probably some backstage politics and how people right. feel about him. So I don't think they have any issue. They clearly see something in B-Fab and, and other homie. I can't remember other homie's name. Adonis. Right now, Adonis. 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 I would love to have Adonis. Adonis. Podcast, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I can see, okay, there was ample enough time to gauge, okay, can this person really hang or can they not? But for the people who are just getting signed and... And just can't do and can't do anything, or just don't have any plans. It's like, like, what do you do about them? And like, where do you? What are you doing with them? Hey, life ain't fair, man. Like I said, get from underneath that WWE go to NXT. And, and get popping. Exactly. Like go to NXT we've seen it. Popping. We've seen it. Drew McIntyre. There was a point in time when Drew McIntyre on that main roster, he was in a three man band. He was running around with Heath Slater. <laughs> and Jinder yeah. Mahal oh. doing air guitar on TV. He got fired. <laughs> yeah. Drew McIntyre got fired, but did he go <clears throat> cry? No, nah, he he went, he bulked up, he got bigger, he went to Impact, he rebranded himself as like the ba- a badass, and it got over. So by the time he came back to WWE, he didn't need an opportunity anymore because he was he was already shining elsewhere. So he was he was the commodity at that point. But right now. WWE is the commodity, so it's like you got to show and prove. And if you don't get a chance to show what you can do, hey, tough titty, bro. Go somewhere guess, else and shine. I guess I just got a sensitive spot for the people who don't get the chance, right? Because I look at someone like Drew McIntyre, right? Drew McIntyre had the chance. You know, he had the IC t- championship. You know, that's a chance. You know, he, he got put in a really terrible uh, group, but that was a chance as well. Like, he got a shot, and they were like, yo, it ain't working out. But there's people on this roster who just, they get signed, they have maybe three or four matches, and it's like, yo, it's a bust. Like, get out of here. Like, we're not even, it's like, well, dang, like, I didn't even get a, I, I, just, <laughs> right. I, I just got here. Like, it's like, if I get hired to a job, you hire me for a so, job, and then as so, soon as I get to the job, I work for a week, and you're like, you know what? Get out of here, fam. We ain't but give me, give me, give me some examples, though. Like, who, like, who, who really deserves a chance to shine to you? In my opinion, out of the whole roster, out of the all, I, out of everyone that really got that really got released, quite honestly, I probably 
Oh well, yeah. Out of everyone that got I, released, I mean, yeah, I, I know who I would say. Like, like I hear you. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you because Mason Mansoor, the Maximum Male models, mm. the stuff they were doing on YouTube and your social media, that was incredible. And if they got a, ch- all they need was three minutes. If they got three minutes to show, like every Raw, every SmackDown, to just do a promo like that, it would have got over. But because yeah. they didn't, it's like, like Mason Mansoor, I would honestly, being honest, I would give, I would have given Aaliyah some time. Cause it's like, yo, I didn't get to see enough of Aaliyah, and it's not saying like Aaliyah is the most poignant wrestler of all time, but it's like y'all did just sign this woman and <laughs> right. didn't do anything with her, like on any level at all. <laughs> like, what's the point? Like, what is the point of bringing on talent and you're not going to do anything with them just to release them? It's like you're wasting their time, their energy. The only thing they're getting from this is money, and then they have to have anxiety about when, it, when, or if they're going to lose their job because they're not right. deemed important. You got to create your own opportunity, man. You got to. You got to. Look at Jay Cargill. People don't know. 2019, Jay Cargill got a WWE tryout. Y'all know what happened? They passed. WWE passed on him. I thought she turned it down. She was good enough at the time. Or maybe she turned it down. Who knows? Either way, she didn't end up with a job after that tryout. Yeah. She went to AEW, became a star. And now she's on her way back to WWE as the commodity. WWE is not an opportunity for her anymore. She is the opportunity because she created that opportunity. So but sometimes, what about, but what about the people who can't create the opportunity? Like I look at, all right, so boom, but right? Like I look at, you I look can. at Mustafa Ali, right? Mustafa Ali, literally, in my opinion, has had the ball in his court for a long time. They've given mm. him chance after chance to figure out how to get over. He's been putting matches, and Mustafa Ali got to a point where he said, "You know what? This ain't working out. Give me my release papers." I went out of here. And Vince right. said, ha, what? Nah. <laughs> he said, nah. You, no, no, not at all. How about you sit on the shelf and collect dust, Ali, and we'll figure out what we're going to do with you, if anything. You know, like, what about the guys that just have to deal with their circumstances, right? Like, nobody, people aren't as fortunate as a Cody Rhodes, where he's family lineage, and he could walk in and say, yo, this isn't working for me. I want my release. Please let me go and get the snip, snap, snip, snap. A lot of people just got to sit down and just wonder about their jobs. It's like there's got to be some type of, especially as independent contractors, right? Like if you're an independent contractor, you at some point have to decide, okay, these are my terms. This is what I want. This is what, this is, these are the quotas that have to be fulfilled on both parties, right? But we all know WWE and most wrestling companies in general do not abide by that, by that metric. It's independent contract for a business convenience sake. So I just look at it as like, yo, what about all these guys that you guys sign that you have no that you have no plans for that are just having having anxiety and just wake up one day and are like, oh, wait, I'm released. And even the people who have plans like you, you cut an Ali <laughs> like weeks before a title, a title, right. like a title picture shot. Right. Like it just, it's just very like, yo, I would like to see some type of reeling in for morale. But I mean, that's just me. I feel you. Being idealistic. And like, trust me, we as black men, we for sure feel you because as black men, like, let's just keep it a bean. There's going to be opportunities that don't get handed to us because we're going to have to work twice as hard. Like you always say, just because the color of our skin. So like, I hear you. But at the same time, life ain't fair. Sometimes you just got to play the hand that you're dealt. Try to do your best, create the opportunity. And if the opportunity never comes. It never comes. Like, everybody's not meant to be a superstar at the end of the day. That's just the hard truth. 
some people are meant for it and some people aren't going to get there. And that's just that's just what it is. Look at Teddy Hart. Teddy Hart was a member of the Hart family. Everybody thought Teddy Hart was going to be next in line, but it, it never happened for him. He was a attitude issue. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. But in the, in the end of the day. <laughs> Someone who looked like a superstar in the making never became a superstar. And it kind of just, that's, that's life. It is what it is. For every Michael Bridges, there's a bowl bowl. Bowl bowl. Bowl bowl was Victor Wimbenyama before Victor Wimbenyama. Bowl bowl was Victor Wimbenyama before <laughs> Victor Wimbenyama. He's seven foot four. He got handles. He can shoot from anywhere on the court. He can play defense. He can block. Bowl Bowl is nice, but up to this point, Bowl Bowl has not had a chance to show it. Yeah. He, and he now might have a chance in Phoenix. Of Phoenix. Yeah. He might have a chance in Phoenix, but at the same time, that roster is stacked, so he might not. Yeah. Bowl Bowl could very well not be in the NBA in the next five years. And that has that's that's nothing against his talent because he's one of the most talented players that I've seen. I was a big Bowl Bowl fan, but at the end of the day, some people just aren't going to get that opportunity to do their thing, and, and it just is what it is. I would love – for there to be some criteria or some type of quota available for them to be met. But at the end of the day, that's just not realistic because that's not how life plays out. That's just not how life works. Unfortunately, it is what yeah, it man. is. What, whatever happened to B.O.B., man? <laughs> B.O.B. had hits. Yeah, he, he had did. nothing on you. B.O.B. had hit hits. He had, <laughs> he had know, airplanes. He had yeah. He had airplanes. Uh, he had like, bro, but B.O.B. had like four number ones. But you know what happened? It fizzled out at some point. And, you know, it was probably label troubles and a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that went on. But at the end of the day, everybody's not meant to be a superstar. He had his moment in time, and it passed. And that's just – it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. But, look, yeah, we want to hear from y'all. We want to hear from y'all. Let us know how you feel about this topic below. Do you feel like there should be – more of an opportunity presented for these guys or do you feel like you know it's just life it is what it is what can you do just get a purgatory just get a purgatory clause or something man like you know if you ain't hitting like that like just just know that you on a purgatory list man like you know i mean if you being saying like i feel like at least in wrestling we know if you're gonna be on a bench yo you on a bench you're probably gonna get traded in wrestling, it's not like that man it's like you could be active you could be doing things going you have things going on and it could just be like, yo, nah, we, get him out of here. He's done. But I got a yeah, title match tough. next week. Nah, get him out of here. That's tough. Oh. <laughs> but we've been tough. building this for the past three. We don't care. We'll find we'll find somebody else. Get him out of here. That's well, I, Mustafa, Mustafa Ali got the same treatment as Harrison Barnes on that bench, bro. Y'all remember that, man? Facts. Y'all remember he that, got man? He got, he got traded <laughs> during the game, bro. He got traded during the game. He played. He was game, out there hooping. Bro. He sat down and then. <laughs> it's tough, man. That's, it's like, that's not happens, cool, man. bro. It's going to yeah, be a lot of cool, Michael Beasley's, bro. man. <laughs> I love how we keep referencing basketball, but it's going to be a lot of Michael Beasley's. It's so related. Y'all know Michael Beasley was one of the best players in the world at yeah. one point. He apparently yeah, used facts. to go one-on-one -on -one with LeBron James in practice and, like, dog walk LeBron, supposedly. Yeah. We don't know if this is facts, but that's what people claim. So, Michael Beasley just never got a shot on the main roster like that. Like, he he got traded around. He would play sparingly. Sometimes he wouldn't play. DMP, coach's decision. It never yeah. really worked out for him. But we know the talent was there. That's just – that's life, man. That's going to be life. Yeah. But let's move on. Let's move on. Fellas, let's talk about goats for a second. Let's talk about goats. Greatest uh, of all time. 
Uh-oh. First off, who's the greatest oh, you know basketball player right of all now. time? We've been we've been talking about basketball a lot. Who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Is it LeBron? Is it Kobe? Is it Jordan? Somebody tell me something. Of all I mean, time, give it a, give it a Jordan, man. You know. Are you a Jordan guy? I mean, why not? I, I don't see why. I mean, if if anybody says LeBron, like I'm not mad at it. I just think that when it comes down to influence and overall, like how the game was, how the game was shifted and how we perceive the game. I mean, it's never gonna get it's never gonna get crazier than Jordan, and a big part of that is just because of the times and where the game was at, right? Like, it's not necessarily Jordan right. himself, even though Jordan is Jordan, but it's a product. He's a product of the times, you know. But if you say LeBron, I'm never mad at that. Or if you say Kobe, I'm not mad at that. But just oh, from I'm mad impact, at that if you say Kobe. I'm mad, I mean, definitely mad I, at that. I don't. I, I feel Shout no out ways. to Kobe. Black Shout mama, to the, you know, I feel, you know, not the goat. Yeah, you know. But if you, you know, but Jordan, I mean, there nobody's ever going to impact the game. The way that Jordan did, um, I hear you. I it hear is you. what it is. Yeah, that's cool. tough. That's tough. Who's Jordan and LeBron. Oh man, give it to me. Man, I, I the greatest know, of all man. time. Is is it out of the top three? I mean, in <laughs> or is anybody? In general, it's, I love it's Iverson, Kobe, but I know he. Jordan. I love Iverson, hey, but I know he's not the greatest of all time, bro. Iverson's your great. Nah, he's he not the greatest of all time. He's my favorite player of all time. But I know deep I down it, inside. It. LeBron is the greatest of all time, man. Like he hey. he checks the boxes of everything. Like hey. of everything. It's crazy. It's crazy. Listen. And I didn't see Jordan play. The first game I seen of Jordan, he was in a space jam <laughs> Wizards, uniform. Wizards, baby. No, nah, he was in a yeah. space jam uniform. <laughs> that's that's the first time I ever seen it's Jordan, bro. I mean, that's real though. That's real. That's right. Real. It's real. It's and then real. it was Wizards. Yeah. So I've never seen LeBron play. I know it's a crazy thing, but I never seen LeBron. Wait, wait, play. wait. What? Live? Yeah, I've never seen LeBron play live. Oh, I've I've been. Oh, I thought like you were talking about like, yeah. Oh no, live. I mean, yeah, live. Listen, like, man. I'm a LeBron James guy. LeBron James is the greatest of all time to me, specifically because of the hype that surrounded him coming into the game. Now, like from day one, high school, LeBron James was he was donned the the chosen one. Yeah, he, he was called King James before he played a, a minute in the NBA. Do you know how much pressure that is to fail? Yeah. He had to either sink or swim, but LeBron became everything that we thought he would. That was it seemed like an impossible feat, but somehow LeBron James did it. And to me, that makes LeBron James the GOAT. Now, WWE has been referring to John Cena as the greatest of all time. And they're doubling down oh. on it. Is that the <laughs> it's at the point where they're introducing John Cena on the microphone as the greatest of all time, John Cena. And a lot of people, they feel a way about it because there's no way that John Cena is the greatest of all time, right? I think what John Cena is the greatest you, of all time. Hey, what if, I, what if I told y'all he is the greatest of all time? Why not? Why not? Because let's look at it. Look at the parallels between John Cena and LeBron James. LeBron James came into the NBA all hype. He had every opportunity to fail, to fail, and he succeeded. It's kind of similar to John Cena. Let's not forget, John Cena came into the WWE at a time when they lost their biggest stars. The Rock went to Hollywood. Stone Cold Steve Austin retired. You know, Triple H, HBK, all these dudes were on their last leg, and we needed somebody to fill those shoes. And it seemed very unlikely that this white man from Boston was going to step into that role and become that. But somehow, some way, John Cena did it. 
he carried the ball at a time when there was nobody else left, and it f- seemed like WWE was just going to fizzle out. John Cena became that. And now, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I was never the biggest John Cena fan. I loved John Cena in the beginning. Like, when John Cena was out there wearing throwback jerseys and rapping and wearing Word chains, when he, <laughs> when he was pretending to be a black man, I, it's probably problematic now when you look back at it, but... Yeah, Yo, so it was like twelve year old like, me. I was in. <laughs> I loved John Cena, but you know, once John Cena started the whole Patriot thing, the the Marine, the the salutes, and you know the hustle, loyalty, and respect, he lost me. He lost me. He lost me. I was definitely out there chanting Cena sucks whenever I was in town. But at the end of the day, for somebody like John Cena to rise to the top especially at a time when it wasn't expected that anybody could feel the shoes that The Rock left. Anybody could feel the shoes that Stone Cold Steve Austin left. I got to give it to John Cena. And I'm not mad at WWE calling him the greatest of all time. Is he my personal greatest of all time? Mm, Not really. But I'm not mad at WWE for calling him the greatest of all time because if anybody deserves that, it would be John Cena. That's me. Whoa. Okay. That's me. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you remember uh I know you, remember you disagree. Nutty Professor? I know you disagree, Cooley. You remember on uh, Nutty Professor uh when Buddy Love was like, You smell that? I smell shit. <laughs> 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 what what are we talking about, bro? Like, what are we talking about, man? Listen, listen. I wouldn't I'm not mad that they're doing this play, but let's let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a bean stop. I feel like there's there's not one single greatest wrestler of all time because wrestling is so, di- what's that word? Diversified. You know, that's, that's I such a like, political answer. Nah, no, no, seriously, seriously, because I feel like there's a wrestler in each era that took it to the top. Like you can't. How can you put Cena over Hogan? Like how? I know yeah. we don't mess with Hogan, but it's I like he he. Wow. <laughs> like, Silver ain't never like, gonna give Hogan stunned. no look, bill look, look, at all. Ho- Hogan is like. The, the the Jordan, if you want to, you know, keep it yeah, a bean. Like he, that, yeah, Hogan definitely held it. He held it. Hogan is the biggest star of all time. Bro. I would, I would, no, I would, I would make Jordan. Cartoons. I would make Jordan. I would, I would compare Jordan more to Stone Cold. Let's let's keep it a bean. Mm. Like Stone Cold and Jordan are more in the same realm. Stone so who Hogan be like the cream? Yeah, <laughs> nah. I'd, he, well, he's more like he's more like a he's more like magic to me. Like magic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm cool, like I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm cool with He's that. Like I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Bro, I don't know, man. Hogan was a big. I mean, we're we're young, you know. This before magic our time. Was Hogan deal. was a big deal, magic bro. Was a big deal. Like, bro, was, Hogan had what? Hogan had cereals. Hogan was the biggest thing on earth. American Gladiators. He had movies. Hogan. Magic was the Hogan biggest thing was on the earth. First mega star. Wasn't he? Let's, let's wasn't Magic honest. like the most inc- like mo- the most like showed stopping like? Yeah, but. But Magic and Jordan, bro, like we, we nah. put Jordan it's over It's the same Magic, parallels as Hogan. So it's like, nah, because no. Bro, Hogan, was Hogan anybody was even ninjas, really bro. watching basketball like that before Showtime popped? Was anybody really matter. popping off on wrestling like that before O Hogan came through? It it's don't the matter. same parallel. was the first megastar in wrestling, my, my brother. I don't know, man. Hulk Hogan was the very first mega star, like mega yeah, star. When the NBA had the Magic, years. it was Magic and Bird popping. It was Magic Bird, Doctor J, all these. Who when did Hogan? Hogan who did Hogan top, need? It was just Hogan and everybody else. Who did Hogan need? Hogan needed who? 
He didn't need nobody. If, you, if you're talking about like a rivalry, like right, Sergeant man. Slaughter and right, what? So no, so no Bro. Andre the Giant, right? We don't have a, we don't really have, <laughs> we don't really have a Hulk Hogan without Andre the Giant for real. And I, look, I, Andre the Giant was a star. Don't get me wrong, but everybody in the world knows who Hulk Hogan is. All Bro, right. my mom. People who have never seen wrestling a day in their lives, you ask them who Hulk Hogan is, and they'll tell you exactly. Who they Hulk know who Hulk Hogan is. is. That's how famous Hulk Hogan was. So you can't <laughs> look. You can't listen. sit here and say oh, Hogan wasn't Jordan. Come on now. Uh, he was Hulk Hogan. He I wasn't. can't stand Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan don't <laughs> like black people. I don't like Hulk Hogan at all. But I'm not gonna sit here and lie to y'all. Like he, he wasn't. Mean a lot he to wasn't. The game. Though. Like, Stone Cold was Jordan. Stone Cold listen. was Jordan. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. In my opinion. When it comes down to wrestling, and we're making that parallel to basketball, Stone Cold revolutionized wrestling forever. Now, Hulk Hogan may have been the first. He may have been the first guy out here, but when you compare his influence to Stone Cold, there's no comparison. It's just night and day, bro. I 100% agree because Stone Cold is my greatest of all time. So, hey, I I don't have no... I am not mad at that. But when it comes to Cena, I feel like if somebody was to say that's their greatest, if it's that their greatest of all time, I wouldn't be upset about that. Like you know, I, I feel it, but I'm gonna ah, give it a lot scene. of it's, it's a lot of names, man. We got to think about Ric Flair. We got to think about mm. uh, Rock. I mean, Rock was only around for like six, seven years, but Cena is he was the mainstay of WWE, and he did he did hold that company for some years. And let's kinda, not forget about the 08 this. era. 08, 09, 2010, Cena. He sucked at putting people over. It was a, it was, it was a terrible hey, drought was in those years, man. man. That was that was uh, fault. That was really that was Vince's fault, dog. Vince was hey, Vince but, was smoking that pack, man. No, but at the it end was of the day, horrible, bro. It was smart. It was smart because he made he made sure John Cena was going to become who he needed him to become. Same way they did with Roman. Vince, when Vince is zeroed in on making something happen, he's gonna make it happen. Hey, I'm not gonna hold y'all. I don't. I don't think Roman will ever touch Cena levels to me. That's just me. Like I don't know. Like mm. I don't. Here's here's the thing. Man. Here's like the he's thing. great. Just, no, just, Roman is great. Up. But it's like, come on, bro. What let's are we just back about? up. Let's just back up a little. What are we bit. talking let's about, bro? Up. Let's just let's just back up. You know, I'm not seeing you crazy. You, I'm not saying you're wrong, Cooley. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that he ain't got a bloodline. <laughs> come on, man. Come you know on, what I'm saying? Man. I'm saying wait, he ain't like, like, you know, like, 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 like. Let's just keep it a bean. Like, come on, man. look, I think I, I, I'm okay with John Cena being the greatest of all time. They want to run with this, with this, uh, cementing of the goat with John Cena. I'm okay with that. I think John Cena checks every single criteria. I mean, outside of just being a wrestler, we're talking about the most Make a Wish Foundation kids ever goes to John Cena. Just upstanding yeah, human being. When we're talking about. Um, just what he stands for, how he's how he has carried the torch. Also, how he was positioned. He, in a lot of ways, he was positioned like LeBron because he, his first debut was against Kurt Angle, right? And, I, Oof, and right after that, aggression. he got the rub. And right after that, he got the rub of a lifetime from the Undertaker. Undertaker, and mm-hmm. he failed. He was about to get released. He had one more shot with his gimmick, and he got it over so crazy that people had to had to take him in, right? So, like, I'm not mad at right. the sick. You know, pause. 
So I'm not mad at that. You know what I mean? Like 16-time world champion, cool. But, you know, when it comes to the Roman conversation, I mean, nah, we're not going to act crazy. like, we're not going to act like, you know, John Cena has anything as compelling as the Bloodline storyline. Okay, but here's the thing, We're though. not going to act here's like he has a wow. title wow. reign. That's as incredible as Roman's reign. We're not going to act that that's way, booking. guys. Nah. I'm okay, just here's saying. The thing. Here's the thing. That's all Sylvan. I'm saying. Sylvan, here's Everything is booking. Wrestling is booking. What are we talking about? Here's the thing. When Cena was when, when Cena was John Cena ing and had kids crying in the audience and had the women going crazy, he didn't need a bloodline. He was by himself. Don't forget oh, the, God. the blood. No, wait. No, okay, let, right, let, let me get this right, out. Right, let me get, get let off. me get this out, my brother. Get, get your Let's off. not forget. Let's not forget. The bloodline is a crutch. Because pre bloodline, what was Roman doing? Were you a fan of Romans before the bloodline? No, not at all. Exactly. The bloodline is a crutch. Roman needed the bloodline to get hot. Nah, Cena was hot from day one. The minute he started rapping and wearing jean shorts, he was hot. Not from day one. Not from day one. And come on, don't do revision. Don't do revisionist history around here, man. He had, he had, he had to figure it out. Okay, so look, when, when, when Cena popped up with the trunks talking about ruthless aggression, you know what I'm saying? We weren't really rocking with it. But the minute he put them, them baggy Echo shorts on and that throwback Michigan jersey and started rapping, we was in. Let's be the honest. Biggest, he, he the was, biggest question is why do black people like white guys portraying black people? Oh, because uh, huh? he was basically Mark Wahlberg <laughs> as Marky Mark. That's what John Cena was. I'll be honest. Wrestle. I think the reason why that gimmick worked, <laughs> just being completely honest, was because before the whole word life basic thugonomics theme, he was coming out and like really garnering some crazy heat. Like, he would cut off the beat and be like, nah, 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 I'm going to yeah, bust a freestyle nah. right now. And it would be terrible. And it got so bad that people were just like, you know what? I rock with this dude. He's hilarious. Like, he's funny. I think he, mm. him being funny and him getting something so bad over, over. really yeah. is what attributed to John Cena being being able to come out and do word life, basic economics, and people being like, yeah, we right here with you. Because before, we were just like, Nah, this sucks. This is terrible. What are you doing? Right. And let's not forget, with Roman Reigns, it's always been Roman Reigns. The minute that Roman Roman Reigns made that main roster debut with the Shield, like it was, it was set in stone that WWE was going to do everything in their power to make Roman Reigns the man. Yeah. With John Cena, you know WWE, they didn't know. They tried with Batista. They tried with Randy Orton. Let's not forget, John Cena yeah. was just the one that outlasted them and became much larger than they ever could. So let's mm. you gotta give it to Cena, man. He's not I my personal goat, but you know, calling him the goat, I can't be mad at I just him. yeah, I just don't think Roman can ever touch that kind of level. I don't know. I that, just don't think yeah, I just don't think there's all. anything there's nothing as memorable that there's nothing as memorable in Cena's reign as as memorable as the bloodline feud and this reign right now. But that's for everybody. Let's just talk about it. Nobody has a reign that's gonna be as memorable as his Roman Reigns reign. And we know this. We know this. Like, we know this as wrestling fans. Like it or and not. Roman, hate it or love it. We will remember to me, this forever, I, uh, To bro. me, I don't think Roman Reigns has ever had a feud as good as the Cena and CM Punk feud. But maybe that's just me being biased because I love John, um, CM Punk. I agree. But I can agree. I don't think C- Roman has a feud that good. Now, this this title reign has been incredible just because of the length of it. But we know that's... Yeah. That's I'm not still not Roman's putting doing. Cena over, that's, that's writing, baby. I'm still, not, I'm still not putting Cena over Stone Cold. But also... Also, the 90s were, you know, at its peak of popularity when it comes to wrestling. So, you know, what are we talking about? You know what? And you know what? Just to tie this back to our very first topic, 
just to tie this back to our very first topic, you know what's hilarious about this conversation that we just had? If you ask the IWC, they'll tell you that John Cena, Roman Reigns, and Hulk Hogan can't wrestle. Yeah. The biggest stars in this entire industry, and the IWC will tell you that they can't wrestle. The IWC is clueless, baby. They're clueless. They're clueless. No, no, bro. I don't think Hulk Hogan can wrestle, bro. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan can't wrestle, but I mean, yeah, I don't think he can wrestle, bro. Yeah, he's not, he just can't he was wrestle. A, Hulk Hogan to me was an incredible entertainer. He was a big mega star, but like when that bell yeah. rings, it get ugly. Bro, I saw I recently <laughs> watched disgusting. a match. I think it was uh I think it was NWO on WWE with it was X Pac, Hulk it was X Pac, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash versus The Rock and Hogan. And when I say when Hogan got in that ring, bro. <laughs> Bro, the type of punches he was tr- he was landing was just like, yo, this is just terrible, bro. Like chair shots was like weak. It was just like, bro, even I yo. don't think I would be hurt from this yeah. stuff. Like, Did Hogan just get on that? Uh, was he too old when he finally got on? Is that the issue? Because when we look at these matches with Hogan was having like late in WWE against like The Rock and Kurt Angle, like Hogan was already like seventy years old. Like, how old is Hulk Hogan? Bro. Does anybody I don't know? know how old is Hogan out right now? He just he got to be like eighty nine, bro. Hogan got to be oh, yeah. up there. Hogan age. Hogan he probably lies about his age, there, man. Nah, man. Hulk Hogan seventy oh, years old, facts. bro. No way. No way. He got to be older than that, bro. He's he seventy years old, man. No. Hulk Hogan was seventy years no. old in nineteen ninety six. Nah, there's no, no way Hulk now. Hogan is seventy. Yeah, dog. No. He's seventy now, bro. He was in his fifties around that time. What? I mean, he didn't look bad. It was just like, bro, you just nah, man. He looked bad. Like you yeah, see his face, yeah. them wrinkles. Yeah, yeah. yeah LA <laughs> Hogan looked like he a looked melting better. candle. You telling me that man is only seventy? I was just there's trying to be no nice. There's no way. That's a that's an industry wow. age if I ever seen one. I was just trying to be nice, but you know, right? He looked wow. terrible. That's crazy. He looked bad. But listen, I want to hear from y'all. I heard from my two brothers sitting next to me, but I want to hear from y'all out there. Is John Cena the goat? Is John Cena really the goat, or is it Stone Cold Steve Austin? Is it The Rock? Is it The uh-huh. Undertaker? Whoever you think the GOAT is, let us know below. And let me remind y'all, we got this Discord popping. So if you want to be a part of this Discord for free, make sure you tap in and let us know that you need that Discord. Because, look, I'm going to tell you right now, this ain't going to be free forever. We moving out here. You know what I'm saying? We moving. One day, I might come on here with the glasses on. I might be Hollywood Quan. I might have the the, the handlebar blonde mustache. I might be Hollywood Quan. So you know, get in before before it's too yeah. late, my brothers. <laughs> yeah, you lost me with the handlebar, man. Hey, look, man, look. I'm, if we go turn NWO in here, and the N gonna stand for something else, you know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, no, nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But for real, if you really want this Discord, let us know below. Hey, DM us on Instagram. You, you know, let us know you need that because. It's not going to be around for free forever because we moving. Yeah. We moving out here, baby. Nah. What's our Instagram? What's our Instagram? W-W-H what is our Instagram? I, look, I'm, I'm plugging our Instagram. I don't even know the handle. WWH Podcast, man. Is it? Yeah, WWH Podcast. WWH Podcast. Yep. Make, sure you, make sure you follow that. Comment. Let us know something in these comments because we going up. We going Show us up. some love. Show us some love. Hey. Show us some love. Slide in the DMs. Let us know you want that Discord. Now. Y'all know what time it is, because we can talk about goats all day, but we got some more wrestling to get to. It's a lot of it's it. It's time for coolies. 
run down. Cooley, it's, it's, let us know what's going on in the wrestling world, my hey man. Hey, man. It's, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. But let me first start off with the rumors, the weeks of rumors of Jade Cargill. She has finally, officially inked her deal with WWE. Now, I want to ask you, brothers, do y'all think this is a big game for WWE or a bigger loss for AEW? Me Ooh, personally? That's a great question. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Ooh. That's tough. I already know me my question. I already know my answer. Me personally, I think it's a bigger loss for AEW, man. They ain't got nobody <laughs> over there. WWE, they good. They good with, with her, Bro. without her. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about it. I hear you, but I disagree. I don't know, I but like disagree. Stephen said. Oh, no, so, man. Look, Jay Cargill, don't get me wrong. Jay Cargill is a big get for WWE, for sure. She looks like a star. They're going to put that marketing machine behind her, and she's going to be a star. But I got to admit, I don't think this is a big loss for AEW. I don't think it's a big loss for AEW at all because I genuinely don't think AEW fans really care about Jay Cargill. <laughs> like, <laughs> those fans in that audience – they're not buying those tickets to CJ Cargill. Let's be honest. They they, they want to see FTR have bangers with, you know, the Bullet Club gold and all that. They don't, they're not really thinking about women's wrestling and Jay Cargill. So I don't think this is a big loss for them, but it is a big gain for WWE because, like I said, that's a star in the making right there. You just look at her and you see it. Her six-pack is so deep, it looks like if you punch her, you're going to break your knuckles. Facts. That's a star. I mean, I think it's a bigger loss for AEW. Of and course you, are, you do. And you already know where I'm at with it, man. Because y'all hate as, AEW. When we go admit this, that y'all just hate AEW. Y'all I like, come on I like AEW. You can just track, I like check, AEW. I like, Stop. I like AEW. Stop. I like it. Stop. I like it. FTR got the best theme song at AEW right now. Silvan's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, I will say this, man. You know, I, I, I said this four podcasts ago. Tony Khan and AEW are in for the worst four to five years of their life. It's about to get worse. Oh my god, it is, and you know it. This is just a start. You know, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the patterns, and now they're signing Edge, and you know, it's about to be a. This is basically WCW in 1996 all over again. Oh my, it just is. This is a Ted <laughs> Turner show now. About to have a bunch of you know a bunch of like old guys just doing their thing, and your younger talent are going to struggle to. Get to that top spot, and then they're gonna leave, and they're oh, gonna go man. to WWE, and they're gonna get over it. And we're seeing it; we're just seeing the beginning stages of this. Unless Tony does something different, and he won't. So, what do you want me to say? But shouts to you, but, Jade. Get that money, become a star. Shout out to Jade. But I, I, I will say this is also a great um, game for WWE as far as women's wrestling division. You know, because they yeah. need more stars in that area, you know, because we lost Mercedes, Naomi. Um mm-hmm. but I will get back to that because somebody wait, in wait, wait. division. Wait, wait, wait. Before yeah. we get off this topic, I just gotta ask y'all because a lot of people are upset about this online. They don't like this. And I get it. I get it. I feel them. Do y'all have a problem with everybody fantasy booking Bianca Belair versus Jay Cargill? Cause it, it just seems like it's like, oh, let's put the black woman against the other black woman. <laughs> I mean, like, at I some point. I mean, I mean, at some point, I don't have it's a problem like, with it. I don't have a problem with it, bro. It's like, what you think I'm gonna yeah. like? I'm gonna be like, oh, let's pit the white person against the white person whenever we get Charlotte versus get against Bailey or Real? something. Like, I like, I don't yeah. care, bro. Like, we I, 
Like, yeah, we know what's. I get, I get why people are upset that that people like to do that. It's like when, 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 whenever more, more, multiple black people team together, it's like, oh, this is the new nation of domination. So, like, I, I get why people feel that way, but at the same time, I think naturally as humans, we like to see things that are like each other versus each other. Like, we didn't want to see Sting versus Undertaker for all these years because they were both white. Facts. It was because they both had dark characters. Same thing with Bray Wyatt versus Undertaker. So obviously, if this new big buff black woman shows up and there's already another big black woman on the show, we want to see them go against each other naturally. Yeah. And I think that it would be an incredible match. So I'm not mad at it. They're going to make us wait Indeed, for that. For sure. Yeah, can't wait to. for that, man. Hey, yo, so we'll um we'll see what uh, WWE has up their sleeve for Jay, man. Shout out to Jay. That's a big signing. Now, Packs. Let's talk about our guy, Matt Riddle. He was released by WWE as one Good riddance. Are we surprised? We're not surprised. This has been an ongoing issue with Matt for the past year, maybe even longer. I don't know. But my God, yo. It was written in stone. Bruh. It was time. It was time. I've was never time. in my life seen a bigger fumble than Matt Riddle. WWE was so firmly behind Matt Riddle, and he threw it all away being horny and devious. Matt Riddle, you know what you are, Matt Riddle? You're the wrestling version of the baby. Y'all remember when the baby had the world in his hands? The, 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 the women oh, loved man. him. He was Damn. headlining festivals. The baby had the world in his hands, and he went on stage and threw it all away. That's you, Matt Riddle. You had the world in your hands. WWE put you in that ring with Roman Reigns and let you get the best of them. WWE paired you with a legend and Randy Orton. Y'all had the highest selling t-shirt in WWE for like a year straight. And you threw it all away doing drugs and being horny. Yo, Matt Riddle, you an idiot, bro. You an idiot. But I am praying for you. I hope that you get it together. Cause like, I, I never like to like write people off. I want you to get back to where you were before because you are way too talented, but my brother, get it together, man. Get it together. Mm-hmm. Look, man, let Matt, you know, let Matt have sex and be a stoner and <laughs> and start weed lines and live his life. You know what I mean? It's like, bro, that, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. You just can't do that over here. You can't do that over here <laughs> in the WWE, man. You can live that life free of any regulations or any type of expectations, but you can't be a WWE superstar and live that life, so. I wish mm-hmm. the best for you, man. I mean, whatever you do, I know you'll probably be highly successful at it. Do your thing. Get money. Yeah, we wish the best. We wish the best for Matt Riddle, man. That's crazy. Can't be out here sniffing cocaine crazy. and dating porn stars if you want to be a WWE superstar. That's crazy, Shout out to the man. porn stars because, you know what I'm saying, I ain't going to lie. I, I dated a porn star before. I ain't even... I ain't gonna chastise ah, me for that. I've dated you a did. porn star before. Yes, you did. Oh no, y'all ready? You no, did. Cooley, no, <laughs> no. Look, look, man, look, man. We gonna get right off of that topic though. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, it was some good times for you, Quan. You know, hey, that was, that I was, was having times. fun out here, man. I was, was that college, fun. like, like Matt yeah, Riddle, college, right? Just like Matt Riddle, baby. You know what I'm saying? I was, but I learned my lesson, Matt Riddle. I need you to learn your lesson too, my brother. Hey, lesson learned. Now. A month ago, AEW had their pay-per-view event all in. Um, was that a month ago? It was about a month ago. A, Yo, they didn't have five pay-per-views since then. Like it was all in. Stop, you know, it was all in, and uh, it ended in a great, a great fashion with um, Adam Cole, MJF. It was cinema. It was beautiful. 
Ah, a month later. Great. A month later. Adam Cole has broken his foot, man. That one of the top storylines that I was so invested in is now on pause. It's on ice. He shattered his mm. ankle. Oh, man. I think it happened last week. How much of a blow is this to AEW? I want to say this is a huge blow, man. Ah, the storyline was so incredible. Um, these these guys work so great with one another, and I'm I'm going to miss you know the tag team matches between you know with them between other people. I feel like this is a huge blow, man. Adam Cole is one of the best wrestlers over there in that company, and now he got to sit down. And I feel his pain. I broke my foot before. It's one of the worst <laughs> feelings you can you can do. Like it's depressing. You just can't do nothing. So, oh man, I feel for Adam, man. I feel for him from the way that he broke his foot because it wasn't yeah. like a match or nothing. He just was ran into the ring and jumped, and then boom, <laughs> the uh, ankle was done. Uh, this sucks, bro. Hottest storyline, yeah. and some people will tell you that it's the hottest storyline in wrestling. And we gotta we gotta put it on pause because Adam Cole yeah. broke his foot. But yeah, maybe this is just me being a sick individual. I don't know. A part of me feel like maybe his foot ain't really broke. Because we what? saw how Dynamite... Come on. We saw how Dynamite ended. You know, you, Jay White got attacked backstage by a bunch of masked men. And one of them was wearing the MJF mask that was conveniently placed behind Adam Cole a week before. I don't know, man. The, the AEW might be working us. They might be playing us. They could be. I mean, that picture that uh, he showed, though, looked really insane. They looked, it looked legit. That was but who knows? Insane. We don't know if that was his foot for real. Yeah, true. Well, no, well, yeah, no. Could be, could be propaganda. I mean, look. All I can say, man, is I hope you get better, Adam Cole. If you are indeed injured, um, get better, man. But like I said, if this is a real injury, worst four to five years of your <laughs> Stop, life, bro. Tony. Stop. AEW, it's just gonna be a tough time. It's just a tough time, bro. You just got to gotta push through it, man. You got to push through and keep looking to the future. Take these L's and just keep showing up, man. You know, just just ride it out. Ride this mm, thing out, mm, man. Because mm. it's going to yeah, get ugly. Tough. Collision's doing that's numbers, tough, by man. the way. We, we, we were wrong. We were saying that Collision was cooked because CM Punk was gone. Hey, Collision's still doing the same numbers they've been doing. Shots Collision. With, it ain't with over college football. Like, yeah. with, with college, college football. football. Deion, Deion Sanders team get getting blown out over here by Oregon cooked. and <laughs> they got cooked, cooked. and not surprising still watching collision shout out to y'all to get cooked tomorrow too man USC about the dog walk uh, but I'm still coach prime oof. all day I'm team LSU shouts to y'all, you know man. Shouts to, shouts to LSU yeah man Jamarcus Russell remember Jamarcus Russell <laughs> <laughs> Jamarcus Russell <laughs> wow LSU legend baby yeah yeah LSU man <laughs> But uh, let's talk about, uh, like we was talking about just a minute ago, about the women's uh, uh, division. Becky Lynch has criticized WWE's lack of women's booking. And I quote, she said, if nobody's getting any TV time, if nobody's getting any story time, then they can't rise up because nobody knows who the hell they are. She's spinning facts. She's spinning facts. It's a fact. I don't see no lie, hey. man. And we were just talking about this earlier, man. Literally. That's crazy. <laughs> like, literally. So, I mean, Becky is right. I mean, 
it's up to booking at the end of the day. It's up to hey, booking. This is this is the very same thing that I said about, you know, my favorite black wrestlers a couple weeks ago when Sylvan pretty much told me to shut up and dribble. But um <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not, yeah, but I'm just, I'm just kidding, by the way. But nah, she, Becky Lynch is spitting facts. It's like, it sucks, but what can you do from backstage? If you're just sitting at home, it's really nothing you can do. Like, you have to have an opportunity, even if it's a three minute match, a four minute match, as long as it's something on TV. Because if you don't get that chance, you know, you don't really give people in the audience a chance to get behind someone. So, I mean, Becky's not yeah. wrong, man. I mean, a lar- yeah. the larger issue is that, the women's division isn't really booked that well and issues like this matter a lot more than the male division, right? We can skate past certain wrestlers not getting shine in the male division because there's so many other male uh, wrestlers that are getting shine. But in the women's division, it's like Raw and SmackDown are averaging five to ten minute matches at max. You know, I mean, you got Nia Jax coming out here and squashing like the entire uh, women's division in like two minutes flat. I mean, don't even get me started on the tag teams women's division. It's just like, damn, that still exists. You know what I'm saying? Rhea Ripley. Damn. I mean, look, I love Rhea, but Rhea is defending this championship, you know, here and there. And most of her interactions are with who? The men's. men's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's bodies like spearing Kevin Owens through like barricades. <laughs> like, she's not out here having competitive matches with anybody. You know, and the last one she did have wasn't really that great. So I think that when I when I hear Becky speak the way she speaks, it's it is got to be frustrating because Becky has done it all and she wants to put over the next set of talent. And when you don't get that opportunity and instead you got to no disrespect, got to have competitive matches again with a Natalia. It's like, bro, what is this really doing? Like, what is this doing? Yeah, I should be out here with Tegan Knox. You know what I mean? Like, I should be out here with et cetera, et cetera, but I'm not. So I feel your pain, Becky. Keep pushing. You know, I, I don't know what to say, man. I feel like this is a topic that is just talked about a lot. So Right. But yeah. that NXT title could be this. Like It could. Her having that NXT title, that could be them giving other girls opportunity to, to you know, face her for that. Maybe she's going to have the I open so. challenge on Raw the same way John Cena used to have the U.S. open t- um, challenge. But, but what does that do for the NXT? What, what does that do for um, NXT, you know, and the women on NXT? Like, what are they fighting for? I mean, I'm sure they're, I'm sure that women on NXT are going to be showing up on, on Raw to challenge her. Okay, like that, I, I, think, so. I, I think that's the point. I think that's what they're trying to go with. But, yeah. you know. They got to stop treating Natalia like she's the women's Miz. Like, we can't just have – whenever we need somebody to throw in there, let's just throw Natalia in there. Yeah. Like, they got to stop. They need yeah, another man. title, man. Give it, it's they need a mid-card title for the women. I feel that way. They can't even book the titles they got. You want another one? I'm just saying. I would like to see it. But, you know, that's just me. Hey, man. It's tough times over there. Hopefully they get it together. But, um, you know, speaking of WWE – they have announced a new media rights partnership in Japan. Now, both Ooh, Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. It's big. In Japan. Both Raw and SmackDown will air on, forgive me if I say this wrong, Abima? Is it Abima? I think it's Abima. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's Abima. If I said this wrong. Uh, it will air on Abima platforms in Japan beginning October 2023, which is literally in a couple of days, uh, for the first time ever. Now, is this the time to put the title on Nakamura? Uh, hmm. 
Now you know me. I'm gonna say they should have put the title on him at payback. But that's just me. Facts. He should have been had it. He should have been had the title. But that will be a Facts. good look, you know, being this partnership with Japan is is on the rise. And you know, that'll be that'll be dope to see that. So they should. Why not? Yo. First off, WWE, come on, man. Why they put did y'all see the promotional yeah. posters that they did? Put Why they put Tazawa smack down in the middle? <laughs> I got no in shame, dog, bro. In the middle. WWE is shameless, bro. They really threw Akira Tazawa on the poster. Like, yep. yo, this man is never on TV. And when he is, it's probably something dumb or he's like losing. But, you know, they signed a deal with Japan crazy, and they got bro. him smack dab in the middle. <laughs> they shameless for that. Yeah, they and they threw uh, Carl Machine Gun Anderson on the poster too. Like you know, I I get it. He was IWGP champion over there, so they probably feel like he a little famous. But he ain't on TV. Why is he on the poster? But yeah, man, yeah, it's time to put the title on Nakamura. I love everything Nakamura is doing right now. I'm a big anime fan. That's right. Facts. I'm a big anime nerd. I've been watching JJK oh, recently. Yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen, it's fire, and I love that. You know, Shinsuke Nakamura is incorporating, like, an anime feel to his character. He's cutting these promos and, like, talking about... It's dope. It's just dope. I love what Nakamura is doing right now. And I think Seth needs some time off. He needs a couple months to go, you know, heal up. So why not put the title on Nakamura? It would make sense. We just got the Japan deal. Put it on Nak, man. I really love what he's doing right now. And quite honestly, I mean, I'm ready to see Seth without the title. He doesn't need it. Um, it's been, we, we did a good job with booking it for mm-hmm. him. We did the safe choice. Let's get some, let's first off, let's get Nakamura a title period. I mean, man, Facts. Like, like, come on, bro. It's like, time. let's just get him been a belt. But more than that, let's just start moving into the future. I want to see this belt passed around. I need everybody to get a turn, man. Like get this belt on everybody, bro. Start building up these main eventers. Cause there are none. So Yes. Absolutely. Put it on Nakamura. Have Seth take some time off. Come back around Royal Rumble season. You know what I mean? He got a beef and feud with, you know, CM Punk anyway. So, shh. You know. Hey, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, the anime, I'm not mad at that. The anime angle is fire for sure, though. For sure. Hey, side yeah, note. That's, that's quick, what's side note. quick side note. If y'all can choose one anime to be your favorite of all time, what would it be? Oh, no. Oh, that's easy tough. for me, man. I know y'all, y'all some n words. Y'all gonna say Dragon Ball Z? I already nah, know. nah, 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 nah. Oh no, no, oh, that's no, no, no. I, I don't, re- I, I don't really consider Dragon Ball Z an- like I know it's, it's an, an anime. anime. It's, it's an anime, an- it's like, but it's, nah, an anime. It's, it's, it's not like one of those. Popular. It's not one of those Beginner's crazy guide to anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, it's like, it's like, like but I, I, I resent that though because it's like, oh, you watch wrestling, oh, you watch WWE. It's like the beginner's guide to wrestling. It's like, come on, man, like it's still wrestling, bro. Like, but still, it's like, oh, you listen to hip hop, I listen to Drake. Like, okay, everybody. What's, what's wrong with that? What nothing wrong? wrong with it's nothing wrong with it. It's just the truth. <laughs> it's like, not. I'm exactly. just saying. It's still. It's still anime. It's still wrestling. Dragon Ball Z. It's still like, oh yeah, I'm. I'm a. I'm a gamer. I'm a gamer. I play 2K and Madden. It was like, are you a gamer or do you just play 2K and Madden? I mean, it's a, it's a little, damn. It's a little bit of a difference. I don't brother. know, man. He, I don't know. He, he said we was gonna like say Dragon Ball Z, man. He said we was gonna say Dragon Ball Z. That's Dragon Ball Z is my favorite though. Dragon Ball Z is my favorite, but I will I will say Trigun like right underneath. I love Trigun, bro. Okay, okay, I ain't mad. It's a classic. It's an old classic. Best and best anime of all time. I'm a Naruto. Best anime of all time is Death Note. Oh, you a Death Note guy? Okay, okay, okay. Like bar none, perfect anime, perfect beginning, perfect ending. 
perfect plot. Definitely. Like, bar, bar none, in my opinion. But that's just mm. me, though. Okay. All right, so I'm I'm a Naruto guy. Y'all know me. I never really got into Boruto, but Naruto is my that's my shit. Big filler. Rock Lee, Rock Lee is my guy. I I used to think I was Rock Lee growing up. You know what I'm saying? I used to wear the green low sleeve and do the little pose. I thought I was Rock Lee. So shout out to Naruto. That's my favorite anime. Yo, shout out shout out to anime fans out there, man. You know you know what I'm saying? Because we 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 fans too. You feel me? Hey, we some, now, we some nerds, man. We some, crazy. Yeah, we some cool ass <laughs> nerds. That's what we are. Some jiggy nerds. Let's get it. Some now, jiggy nerds. Know what I'm saying? I got the old man Allen Beanie, the Balenciaga shirt. I'm out here, baby. Shout out to Cooley for this shirt, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that that boy got crazy. a bag. That That's boy got a bag. RPX, you know? man. RPX. Now, let's get back to these uh, released wrestlers that's been, you know, coming out talking about why they were oh, released. Brother. Yeah, it's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. Mm, you know, I already know where you're going, Cooley. They feeling the way. Now the recent one, let's talk about Rick Boogs, man. He's Boogs. blaming his release on backstage politics. Uh, he took shots at Hunter by claiming the removal of Vince McMahon killed his career. Now, are y'all <laughs> buying it, or is this cat? Yes, me, absolutely. I'm Rick Boogs. Get the know? get out of here, my brother. I got my whole wallet, my whole wallet right here. I'm buying it. You know why? Because Vince McMahon, he likes those big guys in their chest. Yeah, outside. facts. You know, I mean, facts. That's a fact. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not surprised. He's not wrong. This. He's not wrong. Not wrong. He's not. He's wrong. not wrong. I mean, you got to look at it from his perspective. Before Rick Boogs was even on WWE TV, WWE was putting him in like Old Spice commercials and like Kit Kat commercials. Like WWE yeah. was clearly invested in Rick Boogs in some kind of way. And like Cooley said, that was probably because Vince McMahon liked this look. We know Vince McMahon loved big, sweaty, meaty men. Pause. And Rick Boogs fits that profile. So they were all in on him. And then, you know, Vince McMahon got out the paint. Triple H came in and it was quiet for Rick Boogs. So I definitely can understand why he would feel this way. Because it was kind of over for him when Vince McMahon got out the paint. But with that said, come on out, Rick Boogs. Let's not act like anybody is watching the show and clamoring to see more Rick Boogs. Like, come on now. But Does I, Rick Boogs I, even have fans, bro? But I think, like... This is, I, this is Rick Boogs we talking about. But I, Rick I think Boogs? They about to come after you in the comments. But, but, Rick but Boogs? I, but I think I think this is part of the problem, though, right? Is that, like, he's not... I don't he think didn't Rick... didn't get the opportunity. I, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think Rick... Well, not even not the opportunity, but I do think Rick is, like... I don't think Rick is saying, like, yo, I'm the most popular or, like, I, like I had the most promise, but, like, yeah... At a certain point, he had a certain trajectory, and that trajectory clearly changed when Hunter came into the picture, and that is a backstage power play. It is what it is. Now, it comes off like, you know, he was, like, he feels like he's more important than what he actually was, but the truth of the matter is, is that is what that was. But we're also forgetting one major thing that happened with Rick Boogs as to why he is where he is. Anybody remember WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah, When he was positioned with Nakamura and that was positioned for their characters for a very long time. I'm pretty sure they had a lot of plans moving forward and he got injured and he got sat down and not only did he get injured, he got injured on the main stage. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure a lot of people looked at that and were like, I don't know. I don't know. This guy really has it and that sucks, but it is what it is. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We're forgetting that one. We're forgetting that one detail, Rick. Like 
or not we are, but like Rick, you might be forgetting that one detail where, you know, some 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 things, some failures are just you just can't come back from. Hey, you know, it's life. Y'all remember Mr. Kennedy? Mr. Uh, Kennedy. That's, that's tough, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was some, that was some hating. Mr. Kennedy was some. Wait, no, but I ain't even talking about when he got the 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 Randy Orton back. I ain't even talking about yeah, that. that I'm talking tough. about when Mr. Kennedy was supposed to be revealed as Vince McMahon's illegitimate son, and he was oh, supposed yeah. to win that um that money in the bank and cash in. But Mr. Kennedy got injured, and yeah. that was the end of Mr. Kennedy. Once yeah, he came boy. back, it was kind of quiet, and then he got released. So it happens. Sometimes people get to the top. And then they get injured and it's quiet. That's just that's life, baby. That's word, life. word, word to Cam and Mace. It is what it is, you know. Yeah. It's tough. Now, now I'm gonna end this rundown on the legend that we packed up as a collective last week. Kevin Nash. Now, <laughs> y'all know where I'm going with this. So you know, the phone call we, you know, we discussed last week about, you know, him and Hunter regarding L.A. Knight's contract negotiations. It didn't happen. He claimed it was a joke. So now he's walking back what he said. Is he really joking? Around? What's going on here, man? I feel like Hunter, you know, he called that boy <laughs> up. was like, yo, you talking too spicy. You talking too much. You got to you got to come down. You know what I'm saying? So now he's walking it back and he looks like a loser right now. Like Kevin, Kevin Nash, Nash bro. Kevin Nash, you are a legend in this business. You are a WCW legend, and the NWO, the NWO Wolfpack theme was one of the best themes that I've ever heard. Y'all remember that? Was that C Murder on that? That Wolfpack was C Murder. Yep. It was hard. Kevin Nash, Cost we were fans. We still fans, but you got to stop with this LA Night stuff. Like, just stop. Just stop speaking on LA Night completely. Like, why do we keep having to hear your opinions on L.A. Night? Like, did the call happen? Did it not happen? If it didn't happen, you should have never said it happened in the first place. It sounds to me like you got pressure from someone to say that the call didn't happen. Sound like Triple H pressed you on that phone and said, keep my name out your goddamn mouth. Kevin Nash, please just stop talking. Just do your podcast, you know, commentate on, you know, whatever you want to talk about. But leave, leave, leave WWE business out of it. Leave L.A. Knight out of it. Stop, Kevin Nash. Please stop. Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash. Hunter gave yeah, that man. man. Hunter gave that man the look. He said, look, brother, you're going to go on that podcast and you're going to deny everything that you said. You're going to take all that back. And if you ever come out your mouth and talk about what we talked about ever again, I'm done <laughs> with you. Do you understand me? That's how that thing went, man. You know, that's how it went, was, man. That's how it went, man. You know, Kevin Nash. You know, Kevin Nash. You little chatty patty, man. You know, you know, you little chatty patty, baby. You, you talk too much, man. And you supposed to, you supposed to be an OG, man. You supposed to be an OG. You supposed to be keeping it thorough. And you out here, you out here talking like a commentator, man. And we don't like that. We don't like that. You can't be throwing your man's under the bus to try to prove a point. Because people mad at you because you hating on the hottest wrestler in the game right now. You know what you even look like hating on the hottest wrestler in the game right now. I don't care how you feel, dog. I don't care what you got going against this man. You know you don't you don't ever mention your man's and in, in, in business and reveal details like that to the general public for us to 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 be on this platform talking about. Right. I mean, we appreciate Kevin the news. Nash, man. We appreciate the news. You know, but we, we, we shouldn't even be in that space, man. 
So I'm very disappointed in you, you know, that you have to walk this back. But it is what yeah. it is, man. We all human, you know, and maybe you maybe you need to do something, you know, like, you know, like shut like shut up. You dig like maybe you need to chill out. Stop yeah, talking man. so much, man. That's not too sweet, Kevin. That's too sour. What you Facts. doing, man? Yeah, that's, that's all, all I got, got for the rundown. Run that's, all we, all right, well, that's all we got, you man. Know, we appreciate you. We appreciate you for taking us on that journey around wrestling. Now, y'all know what time it is. Once we're done with the rundown, it's always time for the Black Wrestler of the Week, the segment where I come on here and name my favorite black wrestlers and then lose because somehow Sylvan <laughs> is on a, a Goldberg undefeated streak right now. But I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying until I succeed, baby, because that's what you got to do. You might get released, but you got to just keep trying. Keep shooting. Keep shooting from that field. Something going to go in eventually. Facts. And this week, <laughs> he said facts. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this week, nah, but all serious, in all seriousness, this week, I want to give flowers to someone who was in the wrestling business for years. They weren't necessarily an actual, like, active wrestler, but they've been around the industry for decades they were a referee at one point they started managing wrestlers at one point but this person didn't really become the icon that they are today until they became the general manager of smackdown yes that's right i am talking about theodore long mr teddy long one of the most entertaining characters in wrestling history this man had the best catchphrases (laughs) Holla, holla, holla. <laughs> he used to call everybody player. And he is one of the very few people that called somebody a cracker on live TV. You got to give yeah. it up to Theodore yeah, Teddy did. Long, man. And look, whenever there's four wrestlers in the ring, we all expect Teddy Long's music to hit and him to come out and just be like, yo, y'all about to have a tag team match player. Holla, holla, holla. And of course, holla, holla, holla. whenever something infamous or Bad happens and a, a wrestler is acting dastardly. What do we expect? We always expect Teddy Long to come out and tell them that tonight they're going to go one-on-one with who? The Undertaker. The Undertaker. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that if anybody deserves it this week, it should be Teddy Long. Teddy Long is a legend. And to be honest, he's getting up there in age, man. I was on his Instagram the other day, and, you know, Teddy Long is getting a little old. This is a guy yeah. that we, we forget about because he hasn't yeah. been around WWE in a while. So. I think he deserves his flowers this week. So shout out to Teddy Long. Who you got, Sylvan? Man, you might win this one, man. I ain't gonna hold you, man. So my original, my original black wrestler of the week was Devon Dudley. Mm. It was. It was Devon Dudley. I wanted to give him his flowers. Because when we think about the Dudley boys, a lot, a lot of times we, we don't really emphasize how important Devon was in that group. But yeah, facts. For the sake of what this week has meant in wrestling, I'm going to give it and nominate Jade Cargill. I mean, let's just keep it a stack, man. We're looking at we're looking at one of the most important signings in WWE history, in my opinion. The first signing in the Endeavor deal is a black woman. I mean, Fire. come on, man. That's history making in its in itself. You know what I mean? Like I look at this specimen of a woman. And what she's done in AEW and her not even going to NXT, but being ushered straight to the main roster, being made as a big deal. WWE announcing her signing, which is something they don't do. 
WWE does not make those announcements at all. They just pop up, and it is what it is. They are announcing their signing as if they signed Michael Jordan. This woman is the biggest deal I think we've seen in a very long time. I mean, I can't even think. I mean, maybe since Cody Rhodes, quite honestly. Um, And Cody wasn't even announced. Yeah, they rolled out the red carpet for Jade. They They are rolling it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, ESPN interviews and everything, like the first day. And when we talk about representation, you know what I mean, Quan? Like, I know, I know we're like, we bring this into the conversations a lot. I mean, man, this representation doesn't get bigger or more monumental than this. I feel like uh, as incredible and as exciting as this is, like, I want to acknowledge that this is history right now. And this is, this is a ball in a court. You know, is she going to knock it out the park or, you know, I don't know. But man, what we're seeing right now is incredible. So I want to give you your flowers, oh, yeah. Jade. I appreciate you so much for just being who you are, just being a specimen, and for not even really needing the money, but really just wanting to do this for the love. And right. that's what we need more of in this business of wrestling is people who really care about this and want to build a legacy. So I'm giving it to you, right. Jade. Well, Jade. So Sylvan says Jay yeah, Carter, man. who definitely S- deserves it. I say Teddy Long, who Seven definitely deserves it. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I thought I was gonna lose. At the end of the day, it's Cooley's decision. Cooley. This is Quan. Lo siento, lo siento, me compa. <laughs> nah, I'm going with Quan this week. <laughs> me compa Whoa. wins. Listen, man, I I love Jay. You know, That's I real. love Jade, but um, you know, I'm from the old school. Um, Teddy, he's done so much for wrestling. Um, that that moment when he was Mac Daddy of SmackDown, 2004 to 2012, yeah, I believe 2012. Mm-hmm. He was killing it as general manager, man. He gave us so many countless memes in today's generation that we still use to this day. Um, and I just pray that he's doing well. We haven't seen him like Quan said. We haven't seen him in a while, so. Um, He's been definitely instilled in my memories from all the times that he gave us from back then. So, shout out to he Teddy pretty, Long. Huh? Teddy Long, he was pretty much the George Jefferson of wrestling, man. Oh yeah, yeah. He would shout come out, out doing his Theodore. dance, and you know, the, yeah, you man. know, it's the Mac Militant. As soon as you hear Mac that Daddy, song, man. you know what time it was. It was for Teddy sure, Long. man. I, I can't believe I won this. I can't. Yeah, I me either. This, me but... either, man. Me either. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but right. shout out to Jay too. But, shout out to Jay. That's yeah, a big milestone for sure. Making history, Jay. Don't let us Hardly down. Incredible. And I'm I'm pretty sure Jade is going to win Black Wrestler of the Week like plenty of times on this podcast yeah. because she's just Facts. getting started. She's just getting started. So shout out to yeah. Jade Cargill and shout out to Teddy Long, man. I hope you're doing well out there. Now, now that the Black Wrestler of the Week is out of the way, it's time to celebrate the infamous. It's time to celebrate the ugliest time to pack them up. I want to get a pack em up stamp and just start stamping pack em up on people's foreheads when they do something pack dumb. Em up. Pack em up. This week, I got to, I'm sorry I got to do it. I'm sorry. But I got to pack up Rick Boogs. Damn. Rick Boogs, man. Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs. Ah, come on, man. Ah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn. My heart, my heart goes out to you because I never want to see somebody get released. Like, people losing their job. We might, we, we joke around sometimes, but like, people losing their job isn't something that, you want to laugh at. You don't want to kick people when they're down. But Rick Boogs, my brother, getting fired from WWE, the opportunity of a lifetime, you don't want to burn bridges on the way out. Facts. Like, 
at this point, you you feel like you're talented, and I believe in you. If you feel like you're talented, who am I to say that you're not? Go somewhere else, turn it up, get popping, go to Impact, AEW, do your thing over there, and then maybe one day you make it back to WWE. But you want that opportunity to still be there if you if you want that in the future because you don't know where you're going to be at in the future. So don't burn bridges on the way out just because you feel away. That's never a good idea. That is absolutely never a good idea. So for you to go online and st- start talking spicy about your treatment and how Triple H might have, like, you know, sabotage your career. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Alex Riley. Remember when A-Rod got released and he tried to blame John Cena on his release because apparently he felt like John Cena thought he was threatened by Alex Riley? What happened yeah. to Alex Riley after that? You don't know? I don't know either because he disappeared. It was ugly for him after that. You don't burn yeah. bridges, bro. Just keep your mouth shut, continue to work, and maybe you'll get to the top, man. So, Rick Boogs, I'm sorry, but this week I got to pack you up, my brother. Mm-mm-mm. Pack him up. I hate to uh, I hate to be this guy again, but, you know, Kevin Nash, I'm packing you up again, brother. Look, Let's man. Let's get it. You supposed to be an OG, bro. You supposed to be the guy we look to for guidance, for wisdom. You've been around for a long time. You had no business hating on the hottest act in wrestling. You had no business taking it further and mentioning a conversation between you and your best friend about their contractual engagements. And now you're in this position where you got to walk back everything you said because you got check, check, checked yourself <laughs> before you had to wreck yourself. You feel me? I'm packing you up. And I'm tired of this, man. Up, man. I'm tired Pack of this, Diesel. All right? Like, let's just just stay out of the headlines. I don't, I don't, you, this doesn't feel good. We don't like doing this. We are fans, but we man, fans. you out here acting like a hater for real. Pack him up, mm. man. That's that's gonna make me sick, man. And for me, cool, it's on pack, you, brother. I'm, I'm packing up Matt Riddle, my original pack him up for last week mm. before we collectively decided to pack up Kevin Nash. Matt Riddle, man, you have all the tools in the toolbox. You have it all, but yet you just keep fumbling. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of Andrew Bynum, man. You know, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Bynum. Bynum had it all. He had it all. Man. What happened after 2012? After he left the Lakers, I don't know. He started wearing perms. I it just, it just blew <laughs> my mind. It just blew my mind. Andrew Bynum. It just blew my mind. Like he had it all. He could have he could have everything. You know what I'm saying? And that's what. Reminds me of Matt Riddle, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but all this sex stuff, drug stuff, kick it, kick it to the curb, bro. What is you doing, man? RK, bro, Matt. really? RK, no. The highest selling T-shirt for like a year straight. He bro. had the world in his hands, bro. He couldn't just hold on for a little bit while Orton just, got everything together, dog. You just couldn't I'm saying, keep it together, dog. Man, yeah, he, he, pack Yo, him Matt man. Riddle is. Matt Riddle is the wrestling version of Johnny Manziel, man. Yeah, he just Johnny can't get Manziel. straight. Can't, he has all Drake, the talent Drake. in the world, but he just can't. He said, "Shout out to Drake." No, I said Drake just brought him out. <laughs> yeah, he just brought him out. Oh, oh did he for real? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah he still hey, rocks with him. Johnny wow. was like, maybe, maybe, maybe he'll bring out Matt Riddle next. Then who knows? But look, Matt Riddle, brother, you had the world yeah, in your yeah. hands. You fumbled that opportunity, and look, I can relate, man. It's been opportunities I fumbled. I've had things presented to me. That if I would have went with it, it could have got me somewhere. But you know what? I, I had cold feet. I kind of, you know, 
let it pass me by and I regret it. I, re- I, re- I regret these moments. So it's relatable. We can all relate with, you know, fumbling an opportunity. But thing is, you weren't given one chance. You weren't given two chances. You were giving opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to succeed. And somehow you still messed that up, man. So, yeah, man. Hey, I'm with Cooley. Pack, pack you up, up brother. Man. Pack you up. That's it's tough. Up. It's tough to pack up, Matt. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it is what it is, my it brother. Is. So I guess I guess we'll see what happens tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow, but you know, Sunday. It's looking like edges on the way to AW. Yeah, yeah on the way. See man. all them old dusties, man. Put on them final matches against Edge and Christian, and you know, <laughs> you know you want to see it though. Like I want to see, if, I want to see Edge versus Christian. I don't want to see yeah, Edge yeah. Christian versus the Hardys though. Nah, we need to. Nah, see I don't want to see that. Kenny yeah. Omega. I want to see Edge versus MJF. I want to see all that. So Edge, uh, shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. But we want to hear from you guys let us know below how you feel about anything we've said today if you agree with these pack ups if you want to get packed up if you want to be on the podcast if you want to be a part of this discord let us know because we open to it all baby and we want to know what else y'all want to hear from us y'all want to hear show reviews y'all what do y'all want to hear just let us know something in the comments below and until next time this has been wrestling with the homie